Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Father God, we say thank you for your mercy. You are so good to us. Father, we, we remember your kindness to us. We remember your great love for us in sending your son, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, you're our savior. Lord, you're our king, you're our Lord, you're our redeemer, you are Lord of lords. Lord, we give you worship and honor. And today we ask that you would stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. Let it go forth and accomplish what you send it forth to do, that lives would be impacted and changed around the world. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're speaking life. We're talking about creating our world with our words. People think about this and they think, well, yeah, I've heard about that. I should do that. Yes, I should make positive affirmations, positive declarations. But the difference between someone who is declaring the word of God, declaring the will of God, declaring in faith what God has put in their heart, and someone who is just trying to apply a principle is vast. The difference is God doesn't ask us to make declarations hoping that we will one day believe what we're saying. He, he wants us to confess with our mouths what we believe in our hearts. And he doesn't ask us to have faith in somebody he doesn't know, as somebody we don't know. God wants us to know him. Faith begins as we recognize the love that God's got for us, and faith works by love. When we know him, when we know him personally, we can trust what he says. And that's the heart of God, that everything begins with intimacy. Everything begins. Ah, he loves me, he knows me, I can walk with him, I can trust him. And one of the key ways that we connect in faith with who God is, is by remembering his faithfulness, by remembering his goodness. We spoke a little bit about this the other night, but if you wanna turn with me to 1 Samuel 17. It's a story of David and Goliath. But it's interesting here. Actually, in verse uh, 33 of 1 Samuel 17, Saul says to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. I love young David's response, but actually can you picture it? Catching the, the lion by the beard? and killing it, that, that's not something you do without supernatural help. He was reminding himself that God gave me power to kill that lion that was coming after the sheep. 
and God will give me power to kill this lion that's coming after the sheep, my people, Israel. He reminded himself, I remember when the bear came, God gave me power to take him out so that the sheep would be protected. Again, we are being threatened with slavery and annihilation and God will give me the power to be able to take him out so that the sheep can be protected. He was reminding himself of the faithfulness of God. I was um, sharing that I was recently in Darwin with um, Glory City Darwin up there, up in the Northern Territory with the crocodiles. And um, the senior pastor up there, David Ridley, was telling me, uh, was actually telling us, the whole group, uh, that you know, they loved playing Catherine's game. And you know, my game is we call those things that be not as though they are. We make declarations. And because we've seen the power of our words. Proverbs tells us that death, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. That the fruit that we eat is the words that we speak. And we have to be so wise. So he loves playing that game. But then he said, but he had recently been challenged because his father had um, just been talking to him about some of the faithfulness of God. And he wanted to respond with, I remember when God did, and he, he checked himself and thought, wow, God's been so faithful to me over all these years, but at the drop of a hat, I struggled to remember specifics of things God did. So he started a little list on his phone of I remember when. I remember when God did this, 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 and this. And he got everyone then to, to start a list on their phones, somewhere easily accessible. Um, I've got journals full where I remember when. I remember from when I was just 12 years old, I had a little journal and in the back of the journal, I had my I remember whens in that I would write the special things, the things that God specially did just for me. Like at youth group, they sang that chorus that God spoke to me in that chorus. I, could, I knew he was speaking to me and I'd write the words of the chorus out. Or I remember when I couldn't open the door because my mom had put new deadlocks on the door and left the key under the rubbish bin and I could not make that thing work. And I tried and I tried and I tried after school to make the door open and I couldn't open the door. And then I prayed, oh God, please help me. And click, the door opened. To this day, I remember opening the door, walking in and falling on my knees, thanking God, thank you, Jesus, you opened the door for me. And that may not seem like a big deal to you, but I knew as a little girl, I knew God had heard me and answered my prayer. And to this day, I remember it because it stirs in me a fresh faith. Yes, it's my God. That's my God who takes care of me. Now, today, we've seen him open blind eyes and deaf ears and amazing miracles. But some of those personal early miracles are still foundational bedrock history in my life. Have you got a list of I remember when's.
because your capacity to remember the faithfulness of God and recall the specifics is your key to releasing faith into the future exploits that God wants to do with you. Your capacity to remember is so important. We're told not to remember the former things, that is the sins and the regrets. One who lives in regrets lives with a, a cloud and a shadow and an inability to actually be bold. God's called us to live free, free from fear, free from sin, free from guilt, free from shame. He says, I don't even remember your sins anymore. Doesn't even recall them. But he does tell us to remember and feed on his faithfulness. In the book of Psalms, he says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That is actually feed yourself with stories, with remembrances, oh, to listen to testimonies. When I was wanting to start seeing miracles happen, I fed on testimonies. I would see every video I could get of Catherine Kuhlman or A.A. Allen. I'd read every testimony I could read about Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, uh, Amy Semple McPherson, Dowie. I'd read everything I could get and I wanted to picture it in my head, see it happening and believe God's gonna do that again, hallelujah. And you know, as I fed on the faithfulness of God, Faith rose in my heart to see it manifest through my life. And today, hallelujah, we've seen glorious miracles, amazing things. So I wanted to take uh, just a few minutes, if I could have that microphone again. I wanted to take just a few minutes to ask just a few people, put them on the spot, to have some I remember whens just to get you going. No, I'm gonna get them to come up here, hallelujah. Um, uh, some of them, I, I've like given 10 minutes heads up. Some of you have no heads up. Aditi, can you come? Hallelujah. Scott, if you're free. Scott Devlin, you want to come up? Um, James Graham, I think you better come up. Hallelujah. This is my stepdad, Tony Mills. How about you come up too? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sarah, have you got an I remember when? I'm sure you do. Okay, join the line. This is going to stir your faith. Loretta, come on up and have an I remember when, hallelujah. And the reason I wanna do this is because it's good for us to celebrate the good things that God's done. And it's good for us. As you start hearing other people's stories, it sparks in you. That's right, I remember when, hallelujah. So this is good. You got an I remember when, ready to go? Ready, go, come on, come on up. I remember when Harry was four weeks old and had meningitis and you prayed here on a Sunday afternoon and his fever broke and we went home the next day from the hospital. <laughs> That's a great I remember when. Come on, Aditi. I remember when the Lord spoke to me and said to me, I love you. It changed my life forever. I did not know Jesus. I had no understanding of the cross, but when he told me he loved me, it changed everything. Hallelujah. I remember when I died in Redcliffe Hospital and, um, and, uh, and uh, God, 
uh, came into the room as I was hovering over my body and there was this black thing and it disappeared and God said to me, I just chased death out the door for you and it was my pleasure to do it. <laughs> that was worth hearing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Such a good one. How do you follow that? <laughs> uh, I remember when, um, I hadn't been long uh, given my life to the Lord. The kids were very young, had business, all sorts of worries. And I'd been repairing and or rebuilding a fence down the side of our property. And that's, that's not an inspiring thing to do. And then painting it be just tedious. And I'm all these things going on in my head and I'm painting away, sort of mind-numbing, and I, it was an absolute audible voice just said, Tony, you're free. Oh. I nearly dropped the paintbrush, and, and it was just unbelievable. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's the histories that you need to be writing down. I remember when you told me that. You spoke it to me directly. Hallelujah. You, nobody can argue. No one can steal that from you. But you can forget. So it's so important that we remember. Come on, Scott. Um, I remember about 12 years ago, I was in England. You might tell from my accent. And it, I was in the garden of my parents' house. I was visiting there. And I was in the garden because it was summer and it was hot. Usually you don't go in the garden in England. Um, but I wasn't sunbaking. I was lying on the floor, um, on the ground, on the grass, because I felt very ill. I'd never felt that ill before. Um, and I was writhing on the ground, because, not because I was involuntary, but because my joints were so painful, I needed to do that. And I, I'd had it once or twice, and the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And it was, I just believed it was uh, some type of attack. And I was there, and I was supposed to be studying. It was my last finals for university, my last year. Um, and I had an exam, uh, I think, two days later or the day after. And um, once or twice, I, so I, I asked my mum, look, my mum came into the garden and said, are you okay? I said, no, can you give me my phone? I'm going to text my friends to pray. Because uh, I'd done that a couple of times before and instantly I'd been, been healed. And my mum, who had never said this to me before, said, I'll pray for you. And I later found out that she thought I might die. <laughs> um, but I decided not to text my friends because I felt like on the faith of my mum's prayer, I was going to be healed. And within, I, I fell asleep within 20 minutes. And outside, I woke up about three hours later. And the next day, I was still feeling very, very sick. But I went into the exam and I did it. Um, and I'd never done this on an exam, but I got a better result than anyone in the whole class. Um, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> That's so good. We're going to hear from these two, but while we do that, I'm having so much fun. I think we'll have a few more. Uh, Chris Turner, I think Mark needs to come and do one. Daniel, come and do an I remember when. Hallelujah. So good. Mandy, you have an I remember when. Come on up. This is good. Come on, Loretta. I remember when God healed our six weeks old baby girl's paralyzed arm. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so she was born with this. Tell me what happened. Um, the shoulders were stark. And um, I won't go into the grim details, but they managed to get an arm out. And um, so this little baby had one arm like this. 
and the other one would go. And we just knew that we knew that we knew that when Clark Taylor come to town, God was going to heal her and he healed her. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Barry. I remember when. I'll go back 50 years, starting then. And I used to get violent migraines from the time I was about 12 through to 21. Uh, violent, they would last for days and I'd vomit and it was shocking pain. And I went to a meeting in the um, town hall in Sydney and that day I'd been playing football. I got kicked in the head in an instant migraine. And I just knew in my heart God wanted to heal me. And so I went into the meeting and I was sick the whole way. I was driving other people in there. It was just terrible. And yet I sat in the meeting and at the end of the meeting, uh, they just said, anyone who's sick, just stand up, we'll pray. And I, I could barely stand up, but prayed and immediately I was instantly healed and I was free from migraines for most of my life after that. Great one, hallelujah. Come on, Chris. Well, um, we used to run evangelism groups here, and um, I remember this one time, God highlighted a specific area in the city, it was seen in light, so we're like, all right, well, let's check that spot out, and we see this, um, this guy just pacing around, like really quite worried, and so we went up and tried to, to talk to him, and <clears throat> he didn't really want to bar of us, he said, oh, you know, and we just said, well, look, we'll, we'll let you go, but look, just before we go, look do you have any pain in your body? Because we just love to pray a quick prayer for you. And he said, oh, yeah, I guess. We said, oh, he said, I'm a, I'm a Buddhist. So I said, that's all right, that's all right. Can we, can we pray for the pain? He, where's, your, where's your pain? He said, it's, it's in my head. So we just said, we'll just pray real quick and then, then we'll leave you to it. We just prayed like two, three, four seconds that the head pain would disappear. He jumps back and looks like this. He said, who are you people? Like this. <laughs> and we said, what, what happened? The pain in his head, he said, was about a 11, 12 out of 10, and it jumped down to a two. We prayed again, it got totally healed, found out that he was, he was bashed and in a coma in, 19, in the 1980s, longest coma in, in Adelaide's history, and a uh, year and a half. Since he'd come out of it, this head pain had really never left him, and he just had to deal with it. So for, for 20, 20 odd years, 30 years, he'd had this immense pain. And then he said, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't want to talk to you because, you know, my family, and I look, and his, his partner, kids, little kids, a little baby, we've just been kicked out of home. We don't have anywhere to go tonight, and I'm just really worried about it. And he starts sharing, and, and so we, we're sitting there, and I'm thinking, we don't have enough money right now to just put this guy up, and no, none of us have any room, but, but God knows what to do. God can do something. I said, man, God can give you accommodation. God can give you something. And, and he said, okay, and we said, let's just pray. So we said, God, we just thank you that you'll just give this man and his family some, somewhere to, to go tonight, somewhere to stay. And, and within four minutes, a van drives up onto King George Square and drives over to us and gets out of the, the van and says, hey, uh, we've booked you and your family in um, for a motel for tonight and the, and the rest of the weekend, and we're gonna pay for your cab fare to get there. And this guy's freaking out. Amen, come on, give God a hand for that. So the guy's freaking out and he says to the guy, you know these people? And they're like, uh, no. And he points out, you know these people? I said, no, man, we've never seen them before. We don't know. It turns out a company that, that does that, they'd never contacted them. Somehow someone had gotten their name or detail. It was just, it was just God and it was just awesome. So I always remember it. That's such a good one. That's such a, I had forgotten that one. When we've got video of it, it's so cool. 
Ooh, hallelujah. See how important it is to talk about these things? Because unless we recount it, you see, the Israelites were told to build a monument and then to, to the crossing of the Jordan. And every time they'd go past, they were told, tell your family, tell your children, tell your grandchildren about what the Lord has done. Because God wanted them to remember his faithfulness then so that they would have faith in his faithfulness now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, Mandy. I absolutely love this game. Catherine played this in the staff room the other day and I was like, what would I remember? And I just couldn't believe the things you so easily forget. Um, this is a story about my youngest son, Lake. Um, when he was about two, he had had this happen twice before, but he stopped breathing. And um, it, was, it was serious, like his body was going limp and Murray was like, quick, call the ambulance. And the ambulance guy came in and my heart was just you know, outside of my body watching this limp little child and they straight away did an assessment, said, quick, we need to get to the hospital, jumped in the ambulance and they're just asking me all these questions about him. And I just wrapped in my arms and just started praying in tongues over him. I just ignored everything. And I can remember the lady saying, excuse me, bam, like I need to know his name, I need to know. I just ignored everything. I was like, no way. And I just continued to speak in tongues and after five minutes he just took this big breath and before that, they had been saying to me, we need oxygen. They were calling the, they were calling the hospital ahead. And they were, she was saying to me, this is serious. You need to answer my questions. And just like God in that moment, actually giving him oxygen and seeing his body come back to life, I will never, ever forget that. That's so good. That's so good. Come on, Mark. Can you get an I remember when? Praise God. Is this awesome? Man, I feel stirred up right now. Um, I remember when Christine and I lived in Nullanboy in the Northern Territory for three months. And I got invited to speak to a men's Bible study group with a mission organization up there with about 30 guys. And I was excited to just share about righteousness and what happens to us when we get born again. And on the way there, I was praying with Christine before and I felt the line, do not rebuke an older man, go through my, my head. I was like, gee, that's really strange. And I, I tucked it away went to this Bible study, and I started to teach about co-crucifixion and what happened on the cross. And one of these guys, um, about five minutes in, quite an older gentleman, interrupted and, and just did not agree with what I was sharing and started to teach and just took over the night. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And I was praying. I was like, God, what should I do? And he just said again, don't rebuke an older man. And so I just sat there and just let, let the night unfold and then the head of this mission organization dropped me home that night and he said, you know, I was an Anglican minister. So not the guy that corrected me, but the, this other guy who was leading the night. And he said, I was an Anglican minister for 20 years. And when you started speaking tonight, I thought, no, this isn't, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable with this. If you had have come to my church, I would be, I, I would have, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but watching the way you responded tonight makes me want to know what you've got to say because there's something about this. And it's just God's faithfulness to watch over his word. And so I went back the next week and they were so receptive to hear when this, um, oh, it was amazing. So I remember that. It's so awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bet you have a lot of I remember when's. Actually, I watched this video this morning, so this one's fresh in my mind. Uh, I was in, a, in the middle of Cambodia in a uh, place that there weren't any churches or any Christians. And uh, we had about 300 people waiting for a medical clinic. 
And then a lady came, I call her the blue cane lady. She came to the medical clinic limping because uh, what had happened, she's got an autoimmune disease and all the cartilage in her back had gone. So she had a big blue cane, like a shepherd's hook, and she was, she'd lean on the, on the cane, move an inch, bang, the, the, uh, the back would come down and she'd grimace in pain. And then another inch, and so she inched her way into the clinic. We saw that, so I assigned a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old to cup you know, her arms and carry her around the clinic. She went to the doctors and they said, oh, this autoimmune disease, there's nothing you can do. It's not, even in, even in the first world country, you can't do anything there. So they uh, sent her off and they, they wrote on the, uh, the script, just give her as much pain relief medication that we can find, just give her everything. And so they sent her, the, she was literally carried from place to place. Then there was a commotion. There was a noise, screaming. Absolute people, like I thought somebody had died or somebody had fallen over and hurt themselves. I didn't know what had happened. And I went into that room and saw that very lady running around the room and all the World Hope people screaming their heads off uh, because they'd seen a miracle. It's the most, this is the most dramatic miracle I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, I remember, I got it on video, so it's easy to remember. And um, I just remember the presence of God was so strong. It was like honey. It was like, it was like a blanket. And it was weighty. And I just remembered being so humbled and so, like, so confronted with the power of God. And I thought, God, you are a real God. Very good. That is so good. Do you remember when? You know, I believe it's so important that we are very, very intentional with being deliberate to record and remember the goodness of God, the kindness of God. I was doing this with Tom the other night. I said, honey, I need to remember better all the things because there's such, there's so much treasure and yet our lives, our busy lives, can sometimes get cluttered with the day-to-day -day dramas. But God says that we're not to be anxious about anything in Philippians 4, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. Then he says, think on things that are pure and lovely and of a good report, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy. When you think on these things, the joy of the Lord wells up in your heart. Fresh faith comes, hallelujah, and God gets you ready to do it again, to see more, to see the greater works. The path of the righteous, I was reading it today, the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. And that's one of my declarations. My path grows brighter and brighter in that God wants to take us from glory to glory. I mean, the great and amazing things we've done are simply what he has done and God wants to do even more. But as we worship him and praise him and thank him and remember and tell our friends, tell our, our children, tell everyone we can find about the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God, faith will rise in our hearts and in theirs. Did you feel the faith rising as you were hearing other people's testimonies? 
we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So as Tom and I were playing it in the car the other night, he gets used to playing games with me all the time. Hallelujah, my whole family, we play games. Um, and sometimes on FaceTime Live, hey, Emily, hallelujah, praise the Lord, they're good sports. But I was remembering, I remember when they brought that little girl up at, in, in Statesboro, Georgia, whose eyes were just unable to focus. They were, they were all over the place. She was blind and her eyes would just move around in her head like this, 18 months old. And I remember when we spoke to her eyes and her eyes came together and she saw. And people got saved on the spot because dropped to their knees and gave their lives to the Lord because, wow, look what the Lord did. I remember ringing the pastor that Monday to see, tell me exactly what happened there. He said she had neurological damage. She was blind. She had, uh, she had no sight. And she was, was ter- her eyes, would, one would go this way, one would go that way. Her eyes, ever since that moment, have been completely straight. She is seeing. And now, Pastor Catherine, she's walking. She'd never walked before. You know, when we remember the goodness of God, the kindness of God, he empowers us to believe for what he wants us to believe for, which is the exceedingly abundantly above. Amen? Hallelujah. The path of the just is like the shining sun. Proverbs 4.18 says that, that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. I want to encourage you not to settle for the things that you have seen, but to recognize that you've been given today, tomorrow, the next day for a purpose. And that purpose is not just to survive and get through, but to let the light of God shine through you. He says you are the light of the world, that he's laid up good works in advance for you to do. Hallelujah. And as you begin to line up your words with the will of God, You've laid up good works in advance for me to do today. Today, God, as you are, so am I in this world. Today, God, I remind myself that you are love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Today, when I look at people, I keep no record of wrongs. I rejoice with the truth. I am kindness personified, and everybody that comes in contact with me feels the kindness of Christ. They feel the presence of God. Every time they walk into my uh, presence, they experience the kindness of God. Thank you, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is pleasing in your sight today. Whatever it says in the Word of God, I personalize it and I declare it, hallelujah, because God wants us to be a people who don't just settle for what we've seen, but press in to know that God's about to do the exceedingly abundantly above and he's waiting for our partnership. I felt that word that Sarah brought tonight about the the river has a mouth was such a significant word. The river that wants to flow out of your belly has a mouth and you need to speak because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak and that's when the river will really start to flow. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your faithfulness. 
You are a faithful God. Lord, it's written on your thigh, faithful and true. <laughs> it's who you are. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise and glory and honor in Jesus' wonderful name. Everybody said, amen. amen. I want to ask you to consider starting your own I Remember When list and maybe playing it in the car ride on the way home just to provoke you. You know, it's not a trite little thing for the organized to do. It's something that if you would make a deliberate decision to do when you're in a tough spot, when you're feeling a bit discouraged, when you're feeling a little bit challenged or a little bit overwhelmed or a little bit unqualified, you look at the faithfulness list. Remind yourself, oh wow, yes God, I remember when. I remember when. And make a list, start a list. Write the new things down, write the old things down, that the, the new things that God wants to do would overflow out of it, amen? Hallelujah. I'm gonna ask you tonight, if you're here and you know in your heart you haven't got relationship with God, he so desires that you would know him. Now the Bible says that um, if we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. That is, if we would acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, he is the only one who is qualified to take our place, to take our judgment for us and become our savior, the one who rescues us from judgment, the one who rescues us from sin and death, hallelujah. If you acknowledge that that's, that's the truth of who he is and you open your heart and say, I need a savior, I receive you as my savior, you will be saved. Now the heart of God is that no one should perish, but that everyone would come to eternal life. But he gives every one of us the freedom to choose because true love is free. And he waits for you to respond. It's a divine invitation. He is trying to get your attention all the time. Every time you look at the stars, he's trying to get your attention to say, I created these for you. I'm real, I'm here. I have, I remember when's before I was actually converted. I have, I remember when's when I was a little, little child where I just became aware that God was near. You know, God is trying to get your attention because he wants your response so that you and he can walk in fellowship. He is our ever-present help in time of need. He wants to be your savior, and he wants to be your friend, your Lord, your King. If you're here and you know in your heart you need to make Jesus your savior, I'd love to pray for you tonight. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have need of a savior, and without him we will not inherit eternal life. But with him, you can have security that I am forgiven and that I have eternity with Jesus. If that's you tonight, would you just wave your hand at me? I wanna pray with you. If you say, yes, tonight's the night. I wanna, I wanna respond to the invitation for salvation. Let me see your hand. I'd love to pray with you. Is there anyone here that says, yes, that's me? Hallelujah. So tonight.
Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.